2: The Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and
0: JC. The chemical, disgusting, disgusting, disgusting display. And
2: it starts right now. Oh, so, welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing? Uh, I'm used to hearing that theme song in one and a quarter speed because that's how I listen to our <laughs> podcast. I mean, we, we crush in one and a quarter speed. It's almost like I can't tolerate us normal speed, but I know, it's one so and a quarter. Slow, right? Just if you're listening, put us on one and a quarter and we sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so, yesterday, we, we talked last week, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy was yesterday as we're doing this podcast now. And it was also JC's birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah. Which we should have talked about the week before, but I'm still. We're still bad at that spatial relation. No,
0: your colonoscopy is like Trump. It just eats all the news. It's <laughs> yes, way, way
2: better to talk
1: about, really. Uh, it, it,
0: it ate a large <laughs> instrument Wait, yesterday. Sorry,
1: sorry. First oh, joke shit. of the day. First joke of the day. <laughs> I was yeah. giving it to Goldie, but then you just swooped in. How
2: was the prep everyone talks about? You, you know, know the, the... the prep was interesting. Uh, I, I, it's funny. I sort of had a, a change of hat in mid prep because everybody tells you oh the prep is the worst you know the prep is the worst and then i started thinking about it the day of because you can't you're supposed to not really eat stuff you you know drink clear liquids and then i started thinking have you ever drank a clear liquid yeah i'm drinking i drink way more water than you pal so much more water i'll go on a water off and eat where's your water hold it up hold
0: your water (laughs) Oh, uh, well, I'm, bigger. you know, I'm blurring the background. You can't see it. I mean, it's a giant Yeti. Of <laughs> that's that's
2: water. a that's a BBW, big black water right there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So the, the prep, the prep, <laughs> the prep was not that bad. And I started to think about it during the day. Like, wait a minute, this is going to like clear out everything. I should be looking at this as a positive. I try to do this every day and it doesn't work. Yeah. So now I have something automatically doing Well, it like, works.
0: did it work? Cause I could just see you being the one guy where it didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. work.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny. You should say that because I, you know, when I was talking to the doctor's office beforehand, they're, you know, saying any questions you can ask. So what the question I had, is, I said, you know, I, what can I expect when I start this prep? Like, what is the timeline? Like, how's it going to work? And the woman said, "Like within an hour, you know, you should feel the effects of the the prep liquid." So I take my first prep drink at uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, and the, and the drink is—is is it like
1: saline it, water? It,
2: it doesn't—it doesn't taste good, but it's not terrible. It's sort of like sickly sweet. It's like oh. this little bottle of, of, of liquid, and it—they it, gave it a flavor, but it's kind of gross. Gross. So I'm like, okay, within an hour. So sure enough, like Goldie says, you know, we're coming up on an hour. Nothing, nothing is happening. And like we, go, we go past an hour and nothing is happening. And I'm having the thought that you had, Goldie. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the one guy where it's so. Impacted. <laughs> well, I would also d- in so my mind, I would go,
0: am I am I senile now? Did I not drink the prep?
2: No, I, I had did I it spill I, I, it for, on for that not, reason I had the bottle next to me to confirm like <laughs> yes. I would've videoed this.
0: myself drinking the prep and emailed it
2: to myself. <laughs> right. I did do this. Memento. Um but then uh, like about an hour <laughs> ten. <BM-to>. DM <laughs> <laughs> It's not great. Sorry. Uh, an hour <laughs> ten in, it started to have uh an effect. And ten, then okay. it continued and you, you have to take a second prep liquid Ooh. at like a few hours later so i did that and it was basically all night um and oh. it wasn't bad like it wasn't like a cramped terrible diarrhea like you couldn't sleep though right you couldn't sleep which kind of sucked
1: yeah cuz um, i was you were texting at like 10
0: like, I know that's that late sucks. for me. Why is every yeah. medical thing at like five
2: a.m.? I know <laughs> it stinks.
1: Is that so, <laughs> literally? But it,
2: but it was, it was, uh, you know, what was a little unsatisfying about it is I picture like what's built up inside me, right? And so right. I picture it pushing everything down. So I think like the first. Wave is going to be like a bunch of bricks, like that are left in there. But no, it liquefies everything. Oh God! So everything was like I was like a, a girl peeing. Every but time I mean, were leg. you
0: like, oh, there it is, my eighth birthday cake? <laughs> you
2: know, like, was it I'd, like going no. through
0: the striata of like, yeah, like a timeline? And you right. Yeah,
2: yeah, like cutting a, cutting amazing. open an, an, old, an tree. old tree. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was nothing like that. It was all liquid. And then it basically turns to at the end, it's clear liquid. So you're done. You can tell that you're done.
3: Oh, Um, but
2: that wasn't. It was not. It was not as bad as it had been built up for me. The worst part was like every time when you go to the doctor and they have to do something. When you're waiting in the doctor for a a doctor's office for a half an hour in your little stupid gown
1: and you're cold. Yeah, and like like, they're putting.
2: Do you need another blanket? And you know, it's all that shit where you feel like you're ninety. and but then you know what, as everyone said, the procedure started, they hook up those drugs and they're like, OK, you're going to feel a little something in your arm. And just the next thing I remember as Goldie, as I told you, I was being hustled into a waiting car like Reagan when he had been shot. Uh-huh. But were, like, you, I, were you I, mumbling
0: I not... unspeakable things for which you'd be canceled if anyone else heard them?
2: Maybe. I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's a creepy That's creepy... my
0: fear is I would just start saying horrible Tourette's like things yeah, after you I would. got out.
2: You probably would. No, I know. Yeah. Well, the creepiest thing, I have zero memory of putting my clothes back on. Oh, Like wow. I cannot remember at all. And, and, and also you? I was very unsteady. So it's, it's incredible to me that I would have been able. How long did it take to uh, wear off? The the drugs yeah I mean they were they were they basically go away pretty quickly like once I got in the car and I was heading back like they were they were pretty much gone and did they find anything in your bee hole <laughs> any polyps or anything they found a polyp yeah there's one polyp.
3: What does and this so, mean?
2: Uh, it, it, that's the, another weird thing is like. The polyp just sitting there going, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a friend in me. Well, that's the weird thing Singing was.
0: Singing Randy Newman songs in <laughs> <the butthole. laughs> your yeah.
2: I love LA. Those polyps have no reason. The weird thing is they told me about the one polyp as i was being again hustled like reagan out into the car like i don't know how did they, they would they offer have ex- it to you in a baggie <laughs> yeah, here, oh did they remove take it this. take this home for your dog yes they <laughs> they they removed it oh, that's and i good. guess they're going to you know tell me if it's fine but they said oh. like oh this is totally normal you know like everybody has a, a polyp or you know it was fine but again that's i good. don't really remember so it's possible. Mm. I don't I don't know. Congrats follow-up? on being done now. You, yeah, I'm it's yeah. like day zero, you know, I, I know as like I said, being I, reborn,
3: it's, <laughs> it's like a religious true.
2: thing. I know. As I, as I said I, to you, I was I was anxious to put it behind me. Oh, and I did. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was very happy that I, I was able to put my uh, prep stool education to work. Now, oh, uh, wow. as you
0: were going through <laughs> this prep uh, in the bowl, did you find any Johnny jokes?
2: <laughs> oh, you know, yes, well done. You know, I did. <laughs> it was a stream of consciousness. <laughs> I wish
0: you had videotaped all of this and that, or had just kept record on it. That would be the podcast, like you
2: under yes. anesthesia.
1: Oh, that'd be great. God,
2: I know. Or as you said last week, euthanasia. Um, <laughs> that was so great. It, it was. It was just. It was weird. <laughs> it was the. I was the first appointment of the day, which I was glad of because yeah. you know the equipment's all clean. Sure. <laughs> that's that oh positive
1: what time was that at
2: uh the appointment was scheduled for eight. I had to be there at seven.
1: oh my God yeah thank you so for... it was
2: it was an early morn mm. uh yeah, so again listen if there are men of a certain age out there, go do it it's not it's not like... Oh, don't some be nightmare. like an advocate, like anyone's going to listen a, to you. You know, folks, <laughs> Come on. I've learned a lot. How <laughs> dare you?
0: Experience. Oh, my God.
2: Let me tell you men You're shameless. You're not the face there. of this. Come on. I'm the ass of this. I'm not the face of this. But I certainly am the ass of this. Men of a certain age, do yourself a favor. Get yourself oh checked. Please. You're having thoughts. We want you <laughs> around. <laughs> my your, God. Your, your family wants you around probably <laughs> take my family out of what it what an inspiration Those families. <laughs> yeah see I want to be <laughs> I, I want to be the had diarrhea the and took
0: some drugs and now he thinks he's like <laughs> a, a, like a fucking let me tell teacher. you something about what I learned
2: <laughs> in my medical journey
0: <laughs> laid there while someone stuck a probe up his ass, and now he's telling us all what to do.
2: <laughs> ah, it was very similar to an alien situation. You go into a very sure. white, well lit room, and oh, the, wow. you know you, you go out. Somebody sticks something up your ass, and then well, you... there
0: is the theory that everyone who says they were abducted was molested, and then they've recreated this whole thing in their mind to
2: justify like oh. to, what to, happened to cope. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you it's can be theory. the fa- you can be the face of that if you want. You want to advocate for that? <laughs> <laughs> He's not interested anymore. No. <laughs> um, do we want to let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, about the premiere of Curb because we all watched it. the The final season premiered uh, this weekend, and uh, we all watched it last night. So, Goldie, I was I was texting you both. Um, he was really reminding me of you in this episode last night. And I found it very funny it as hilarious. usual. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear because sometimes when, when something reminds you of yourself, you tend to sort of like dislike it. So I'm wondering how no. you felt about I it. I mean,
0: like it's an honor to be compared to the guy. He's a genius, but I know everyone's just doing that because we're bald and like, no,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. And, angry And he like converted
0: it into money and, like, <laughs> and, funny. and nothing, I've done nothing with it. <laughs> Uh, oh please you know so it's it's I'm the cautionary tale no I I, your hair and and (laughs) not converting it to anything but
2: well here's the encouraging thing Goldie I was thinking about this last night because I was literally watching it thinking he reminded you know you reminded me of him vice versa whatever however you say that and I was thinking like what's what's Goldie's curb like what would that be and then I thought you are significantly younger Than he was when he started Curb. So that's a positive. Like there's still it's still out there for the taking for you. If if you no one knows who
0: I am. Well they start they're
2: starting to more because of the Ted show. I mean, you made a good splash in that show. You were very funny, memorable, extreme, bald, angry. (laughs) Like I'm telling you, there's a pathway for you to have your own curb. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to be
0: a bald, angry, humiliated idiot in <laughs> anything. If, but they, they're you know, two or three people they always use, and they don't call me in. And so. I
2: thought, I thought the, a loose, a loose cutting, a loose framework for your uh, curb could be framed around an unsuccessful podcast where you're like this funny <gasps> oh like guy gaining yards for nobody like you know week after week yes. and so that and of course the show would not be a, about the podcast you wouldn't really even see it it would just be that would be like what you're doing in your life and you're very like right. dissatisfied because it's not getting any traction you know, it's, it's, it's some nice outside perspective on what you think my life is <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: an unsatisfying failure but Thank no you. but you would take I know. you would take your very good job out of it and it would yeah. just be like this is your hail mary my fine job <laughs> oh please! <laughs> your excellent job. Your your top okay. Your top one percent job. Sure. That you have. Anyway, yeah. so tell me, tell me what what were your thoughts on the pilot? Because I know JC uh, that the, there was a very funny scene where Larry was ta- yelling at his Siri in his car, which is very funny. And <laughs> they I use your, can your favorite favorite word.
1: Yes, very relatable moment too. it's
2: like Yeah. Yeah, so Goldie, what did you think of the premiere? Yeah,
0: overall? there's just some some great meticulously observed comedy, the Siri thing. I mean, because they're all really, the best things in that show are implicit stand-up bits, like the yep. thing about the glasses being too wide. That was great. Falling off is something I've dealt with. Yep. You know, <laughs> Somebody a with a I fat have, I have pairs that just don't work. Right. Um, yeah, wearing the weird glasses, you know, Trying to be cordial at that party, but not being able to yes. do it, and getting preoccupied with some very tiny thing that only you're aware of, and being <laughs> the, unable to let it go. Of course, the brook, the brook, brookie situation, <laughs> yes. which is a funny thing to say over yeah. and over again. Uh, yeah. Brooke, Brooke. yeah, but it's it's also the the sort of never feeling in place in those situations and, and the inability to generate any fun moments for yourself at
2: all.
3: (laughs) Right.
0: Supposedly a fun occasion and just enduring it. (laughs) Yes. I relate. And then, and
2: then being told at the end that you didn't endure it correctly. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. of course. Something I've dealt with as well. (laughs) Right. Uh, And there was a funny carryover from last season where last season If uh, you folks remember the whole kind of the whole season was them putting together this show of like young Larry, where Larry was going out and pitching this show. And then through a bizarre series of events, he was forced to cast this terrible young actress in one of the leads of the show and i relate to this uh, yeah (laughs) everyone everyone was sort of horrified by who they cast and then of course coming into this season the funny reveal is she's the breakout star which (laughs) i thought also was was kind of a funny take on hollywood and she is instantly embracing the spotlight she's on kimmel she's throwing everyone else under the bus saying she's responsible for why the show is funny and so that's going to be a funny through line for the season um the things a couple things that made me laugh like I was crying laughing of course it's a very me style of thing when when he was saying wait you're two no I want to be two yeah. we can't have two tutus." So it was very funny <laughs> that they were going to negotiate this party situation like it was apartheid that was that yeah was they do funny. some
0: really good story planning in that like the the dog in the pants and then the ten dollar bill going in the toilet like, oh. that's, hilarious that's really intricate
3: yes <laughs> yeah.
0: you know yeah. like that's that's very hard to create and think of and you can't you know like there's no way that's not pulling from your life that's not like i was having this argument about a tip you know it's like yeah, yeah. I, th- that was another great thing is how sloppy you get in a hotel room, and, then, yes, and know then you're, you're, you know you justify in your head, but I'm going to give this person money, right? And, and then to toilet. see the flip side of it, and then you know that money, like that's all that's creative work and not just you know, yes. like, what people think we do, which is like something happened to me and I just wrote it down,
2: right. Right, yeah. right, and and to to spotlight that moment because it was very funny when the hotel maid comes in and rolls her eyes at the room, <laughs> and Larry's like, "What? What? Yeah. Like that was a very funny attitude for the uh, hotel maid to to have." Um,
0: but yeah, and no, also
2: that little, and it
0: didn't go anywhere, but that little thing of the guy who worked for the hotel saying, "I'll walk with you," and oh, uh, and that walk, and they just show so that walk, which is. Yeah, you. I hate, obviously, when people do that, everyone does, where you go, just tell me where
2: it is. Yes. Yes. Yes, and I thought, like, it was very funny that, like, and they it wasn't said aloud, which I think even made it better. The silent walk together, and also the guy was walking a little too slowly for Larry, yeah. so, like, Larry had to slow up, and they're walking down these long hallways, and it's yeah. just, like, a, a painful silence um but god larry's so funny it uh, that's not a headline but like (laughs) it it just it continued to be what it was and it made me sad that this is the final season well you look at the things
0: on hbo that you like and i just it's like you know i've said this last week but it just feels like what we do is on its last legs like you go OK, there's Curb, you know, some people like Bill Maher. It's not really for me. I don't hate it, but right, you know, right. it's just been on forever. John Oliver has kind of been on forever at this yeah. point. You know, we're hoping for like a new House of the Dragon, but that's sort of like a, you know, juice made from other juice.
1: Yes. Yep. Yes.
0: You know, succession is gone. And it, it's it, yeah, it's sort of sad. I mean, did we're he, it's like we're all getting older. You did know. He,
1: do you know if he if he made the choice to end it or did they cancel it?
2: Oh, I'm sure he made the choice. Yeah, they would just do as many as he wanted, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. I'm 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 very sad that this will be the last season. Um, but it started off so funny. So again, great job. Great job. And they and they you know what? I I respect that Larry like he He made a nod, you know, there was the end where he got arrested for handing out water in a Georgia voting line, which I thought was was a funny, like, you know, funny way to spotlight that ridiculous law. And then they they ended with his mugshot, which was clearly supposed to be Trump's mugshot, which is like, you know what? Good. Good for you for like sticking in this a little political sort of nod at the end. Um, So, you know, another A plus from them. Not a surprise. Looking forward to next week
0: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
2: Something I'm not looking forward to? Johnny Jokes.
0: Oh, from Hollywood,
2: here's Wet Johnny's. Oh boy, <laughs> Wet Johnnies indeed. I have no idea in what... Order. I'm going to do these. <laughs> okay. Maybe you heard about this. Scientists.
1: Scientists.
2: Scientists. You know, those eggheads and lab coats. Scientists have determined that picking your nose may lead to Alzheimer's. Oh. Well, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> A little easy light jab on the way in here. Uh, the Justice Department. Will be cracking down on the sale of e cigarettes to minors. From now on, if you sell to anyone under 18, it's statutory vape.
1: Ah. Oh, good. Uh, and, yeah, and
2: you know what they do to vapists in prison, right? Oh, no, it
0: wasn't. Did he write that right after picking your nose? <laughs> Stop riffing on my jokes. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting He's just
2: story. pulling brain out Those aren't boogers <laughs> <laughs> That's from the colonoscopy Here we go <laughs> A new state mandated tampon dispenser Ooh. In a Connecticut boys high school bathroom oh. Was torn down in just 20 minutes Hmm, 20 minutes Sounds like it was somebody's time of the month Yeah uh. <laughs> All right, and since we've been going to the well with these the last few weeks, and this week will be no exception, record rainfall Mm -hmm. swept through Southern California last week. It was so wet in Southern California. How How wet wet was was it? It It was so wet, drenched Calabasans huddled together under Kim Kardashian's tushy. Mm. It was so wet... (laughs) Bradley Cooper had to use his maestro nose as a lean to. Yeah. Okay. It was so wet, Shamu escaped from SeaWorld on foot. <laughs> it was so wet, the internet went out in Chatsworth, and porn actors were forced to have a 4G orgy. <laughs> when did he take this prep again? Was it an hour ago? <laughs> It was so wet. Oh, wow. What? Britney Spears checked into the Betty Ford Clinic just to stay dry.
3: (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow.
2: Well, uh,
0: I, like you, am am having an all-jokes-must-go sale. And so there's (laughs) a few more than normal here, but I I hope you'll enjoy them. Well, after recent storms, San Francisco is at risk for life-threatening floods. And if evacuation is required, the mayor urges citizens to act courteously and obey the traditional rule of women and they's first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Southern California has also been devastated by over 10 inches of rain. Mm. Officials are warning about the dangers of mudslides in Santa Barbara County, Ventura, and Alex Sulkin's toilet. <laughs> ah. Topical, topical. <laughs> well, the economy is chugging along. Uh, last quarter, 355,000 new jobs were created. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, one of those was looking inside Alex Sulkin's butt. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> this, is a, this is a norm. Again, this is, a, this is an old style joke. You don't make this today. I love it. Okay, Lizzo. <laughs> Will soon go to a jury trial over allegations she harassed her dancers. Addressing the allegations, Lizzo said, dancers, all I saw was a giant cartoon ham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, Vince McMahon is out as head of the WWE after being accused of serial harassment, including defecating on one of his employees' heads during sex. Ooh. Oh. Uh, but don't worry, he's found a new job managing Lizzo's dancers. <laughs> <laughs> McMahon denied the allegations and apologized for any perceived misconduct. Still no apology from Alex Sulkin <laughs> to his doctor.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Awesome. Yeah, sure. That was an honor. I'm glad. I'm glad my butthole could provide some jokes for you this week. Um, all right. So, actor Scott Grimes is not here. Yeah, Scott Grimes had a scheduling conflict this week. We yes. don't know what that was. Um, perhaps the community auditions all stars. That's a Boston area joke. Okay. Cool. Um, so we decided we're gonna just kind of like do a little bit of is this something maybe answer a couple emails along the way and and goldie i i thought we had sort of discussed answering emails but then sure. in the, but then in the four minute run-up to the podcast you sent us like six stories so that was a talk about prep time yeah that was <laughs> not enough well We can talk talk about them. Yeah, of course. We can talk about them. So do you want to answer emails first or do you want to do? Is this something?
0: Well, okay. Why don't we be professional here? Why don't you just announce we're answering emails? We'll do a couple emails if JC has them ready. And then we'll do these. Okay. You
2: don't have to take that tone. You don't have to say. I, I know this oh, is your. Here, I, I, here comes I know the this, tone, police. I know this was the time that you know. Listen, don't take it out on me. Whatever it, whatever's going on at home, I don't deserve this tone. Uh,
0: what, what was going on at home was that was fine until we
2: had to start this podcast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. That's your <laughs> Um All right, JC. Let's. Uh, can you pick an email and we'll okay. talk about it? So
1: I'm gonna. This one was sent. At the beginning of the year, it's, um, it was a quick question from Quirky Quilts, and <laughs> <laughs> the topic... Uh, well, wow, sub- that's
2: a quick question from Quirky Quilts. <laughs>
1: yes, it was t- tough for me to say. Mm. Um, the, the subject is Goldie's artwork. Hmm.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: Hi, Goldie, Alec, and JC. I recently found your podcast and enjoy binging the back episodes. I hope this doesn't sound too intrusive, but I love art, and I am dying to know about the green-hued pool, possibly art piece, featured in most of Goldie's backgrounds. Is it a photo or a painting? I can't tell, but I love what I can see and would like any info on it. Thanks, you guys, so much for entertaining me this winter while I'm in New England freezing my butt off. Have a great week, CB. Thank you, CB. I'll take this one. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: I'm happy to address this. Uh, okay. So I think that's normally, sometimes I record out in my office. Yeah. And that is a painting that I purchased
2: yes. from
0: a an artist who lives nearby named Woodrow White. And oh. I met him when he was an art student. He was a kid who lived on the street. He is the child of Wayne White, who is a very gifted artist who does these word paintings that are quite famous. And Mimi Pond, who wrote the first Simpsons for Tracy Ullman, and she has books out. So he's their kid. He's also a painter. Uh, He did a book with Dave Eggers where he did the illustration. It's a children's book. Um, And he recently, I believe, did all the character design on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So you can look him up. I don't know whether he has anything for sale. I mean, my hope would be that. That thing is just hanging there, and now worth nine million dollars. I don't know, yeah. but it's uh, well, a very nice painting.
2: Yeah, do yeah. you have any paintings like... by Jeff Picasso? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we're art is too. just so weird because <laughs> it is really weird. You know, you, you just go. I
0: don't. You know, someone names a price, and you go, I don't know.
2: Oh, Terry Rembrandt. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that question is answered. Yeah, okay, I mean, cool. I,
0: it's not like you, or it's just all this childish shit
2: hanging <laughs> behind me. <laughs> right, hey, I'll have you know, this is a scene from Star Wars. <laughs> How is that childish? Not
0: yeah. <laughs> like a nine-year-old. I've matured and can appreciate craftsmanship, and not just I'm not just seeking to, you know. This, Comfort in, in the same things that, that suckered me when I was nine. I
2: suckered, <laughs> and, and and while we have this break, I want to remind folks out there, men of a certain age. Please, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Please get your butthole. Yeah, checked. they're going to call their
0: doctor because of you.
1: <laughs> please, please. because
0: of you.
2: <laughs> All right, let's hit let's hit the next email.
1: All right, so this email is from Pierce Mitchell. Thank you, Pierce. I'm going to read an abbreviated version of this. So, hello, my name is Pierce Mitchell, and I'm writing to you from Southern Michigan, where weed is legal and the roads are shit. I have been wanting to write an email for a while, but like a true writer, I hate writing. Let me start by saying thank you so much for this podcast. I cannot express that enough. I recently graduated from film school and had a four-hour round trip late at night. Mondays were always a better drive with your show I can confidently say that your show kept me awake and alive oh so nice. I'm I mean he says he goes on to say s- so many nice things but um,
0: skip those right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's part of your curb
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go into the first question and I appreciate you Pierce for wanting to know a little bit more about my story, but maybe we can, there might be a question here. Yeah, here we go. So number one, how do shows like Family Guy hire? There's many questions, I feel like. In this. Yeah, Alec. Where, where are they looking, and is it all through agents? Hillman's yeah, story was really great to hear, as he is closest to my age, but we don't all have friends that are working at Family Guy. And I also did go to Harvard because... In high school, I acted more like an Alec than a Goldie. (laughs) I smoked pot, not debated opponents.
2: (laughs) Well, that's an interesting question. Okay, so how do we hire on Family Guy? Well, first of all, yes, there is some value in knowing someone who works on a show. Because I knew that Goldie was hilarious. So I knew that he would be a great fit. For the show. And mm-hmm. we've been over the, the hilarious Kaiser Soze hiring story of Goldie where it wasn't just me like, hey, here's my friend, hire him. It was Seth, Seth MacFarlane yeah. <laughs> himself, who ultimately read uh, Goldie's spec script and Goldie writes under uh, a different name, Julius Sharp. And Seth came to me and was like, have you ever heard of this guy, Julius Sharp? Julius Sharp is John Goldblatt.
3: (laughs) I love that. that
2: was how Goldie got hired. So all credit to you, Goldie, that you didn't get in like as a nepo baby. Right. Um, But in general, it's just as simple as we read spec scripts. You know, um, different agents uh, or just people will send in spec scripts. And if there's something good, you know, then we investigate that. It's not a complicated process
0: i would also say though yeah. that right now with the industry being what it is it's not like there are so many openings yeah shows like no it's true it's you know you, we have to level with people that this is a really really hard time to be trying to do this even for people who have done it for a long long time yeah. and yeah. are good yeah now would you of.
1: guys recommend that he moves to la yes because you know, well, yeah,
0: because there, but there are people who moved here who are trying to do it. Like, yeah, you've got to try to do the thing you want to do. But the question is, like, what's your appetite for pain? Right, you know, and what's your appetite for failure? And what's going to happen if it doesn't work? Yeah. So yeah, it'd be great. And Southern California is awesome. And, you know, the roads are probably no better than Michigan and we have legal weed. So you might not even notice a difference. But- <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but you have to, I mean, at a certain point, if you're serious, you you got to go where they're doing the thing you want to do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's going to work.
1: Yeah, no. that's true. And there's, there's no promises in anything, but if you were around people and you made friends and... You know, are a likable person, people remember that. And it's all about, I mean, this is a very cliche thing, but knowing people is a very helpful thing to get any job. I mean, that's how I got the family. That's how I got the job. I knew the guy before um, who was doing the job from working in New York. Yeah, no one
0: in show business is going on monster.com and LinkedIn to find candidates. Right. Right. It's all done through people knowing people, yeah. all of
1: it. And that's not to say that it's not possible. It just means somehow get yourself out there, be as great as you can and as likable as you can.
2: Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I hate to, I hate to recommend this because it it, it just gives me flashbacks, but you know, if you want to be a comedy writer and you come out to LA, like you gotta, you know, maybe, Maybe go to some fucking stand-up clubs or an improv class. Not because, like, doing stand-up or improv is the greatest path to becoming a writer, but you will meet 10 people at each place you go to. And that's what happened to, you know, that's how Goldie and I met at a stand-up club. That's how, you know, I've met a few people that I ended up working with is because we were stand-ups at the same time. And you remember them, you know. You remember... Somebody we remember people like uh, you know Dan Cronin and Chris Regan people we we did stand up with who got up on stage and Viner uh, Mm -hmm. they get up on stage and they're funny they make us laugh and you make them laugh and then down the road you're like yeah I I want to work with this person well also I I know
0: they're what do you bring to this other than wanting to do it right important because everybody has everyone like wants to do it yeah but what are you bringing that family guy doesn't have at this point, which is a, well said it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, whether it's a perspective, it's a, it's a style of joke. It's some kinds of stories, you you know, from Michigan that are like you could put in Peter Griffin's world and have him do, but to to (laughs) say like, I'm funny and I like to do it. And I know form that's all
2: great. It's not going to put you at the front of any line. Yeah, right. maybe yeah. a story from Michigan is going to be the guy's uh, concoct a plan to kidnap the governor.
0: <laughs> Didn't yeah. that
2: happen in Michigan? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah. you know, has
0: the, where, What's the show that's taking place in Michigan, right? Like, I don't know. So that's already you go, hey, if I could write like a really specific Michigan comedy rather than trying to write a family guy, maybe yeah. that's something. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying right. that's this a good, is the type that's of good. thinking you might want to start employing, though, is... What do I know that they don't know? Yeah. And how can I express it in a way that they don't already express it? Yeah. Yeah. To the point where they go, God, I really want this
2: voice on my show. Yeah. That voice but yeah <laughs> no <laughs> michigan is a weird state by the way it's like its own country so much happens there it's a there's such a you yeah, know you think of michigan you're like oh ann arbor it's an elite educational center but then the upper like peninsula is like crazy uh, whatever you you can have stories from michigan that you bring out i think is yeah. the point like bring yes. your own special thing yes uh, we have a writer matt pabian he's from michigan very yeah. funny guy very funny guy yeah Yes. Um all right what other what other questions is Pierce Okay have? so
1: the second question is is this Matt Rice's email and will he respond if I ask him grateful dead questions
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well by the way we're not going to give you the answer to if that's his email um but your your instinct about grateful dead is the right one and that's actually a good uh, another good clue to this because people know out here like if you're trying to get in touch with them and you're asking for advice and what do you do? We know that you want a job and it's Mm -hmm. your, your way in an interesting way in with somebody who loves the grateful dead is to talk to them about the grateful dead. And then they're going to, they're going to bond with you in a different way than they bond with other people who are coming to them with like, please read my script, please get me on Mm -hmm. a show. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you can talk to Matt Rice about, you know, a great help slip Frank from uh, San Francisco in 71, That's gonna that's gonna bond you to him. See, I know a little bit about the dead too.
1: I was like, "What did he say?"
2: I wanted to get that in there. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Maybe he should email you, and and
0: you'll do an enormous favor for him because you guys like the same song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One. It's a
2: start. It's a start. Um. All right. What else? What else does Pierce have to say?
1: Number three. How did you guys get your first writing jobs? I think you guys have. We've answered about
2: this, that. But we, we, we talked about that. Please listen to our old episodes. I think <laughs> both of both of our first writing jobs were on the uh, Craig Kilborn show. Um,
1: Kilby, and
2: uh, we both got it through friends, uh, yeah. yeah, with the help of friends. And then, of course, having your own packet that's funny and that Craig liked really helped. But you, you did. We did have both have a connection that helped us get in there.
1: I mean, just sort of think about when you're outside of school the people that you connect with, you become your own class. Like you guys start coming up together. Everything starts happening. Some people get left behind, but then they get pulled up by their friends as they keep going. But you can create your own class of people as you get older. Just You guys have been going to school, basically, yeah. this whole time.
2: Yeah, you know, you, you brought up, he Pierce brought up in a funny way like that he was more of an Alec in high school than a Goldie. There Recently, um, when when I was back at Connecticut College in the in the early nineties, there you know they every year they would release that sort of college rankings. You remember those, mm-hmm. of course. Oh yeah. And Connecticut College was was actually decent then. It was like in the low thirties back when like the small liberal arts schools were like a little more hip. So I decided this year I'm like I'm going to go on and look again. So Goldie, good news for you, Columbia was six Ooh. now. And Connecticut College, 160. We were like, we (laughs) were after some schools that like, I could not believe. We were after like University of Florida, like SMU. We were just way down. So I don't know what the hell happened.
0: (laughs) Well, the larger point about this is it's great to have degrees. It's great to have school. And it's great if that is a way to gain the courage to do this is to be in a safer environment. But the kind of the sad truth is that I don't know anyone who has schooled their way into this where I go, wow, like mm. what they learned in school
2: yeah, right. Right.
0: Has, has led to a line to them being successful in show business. And I'll, and a lot of people, including, you know, Seth MacFarlane, they, they're autodidacts. They just learned a skill and they developed a passion and they just did it. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, you, at, at a certain point, you know, they're, education can be a crutch where you just go like i'm doing something which is productive and it's in the direction
2: i want to go but at a certain point
0: you just have to kind of start doing it
2: yeah, yeah and and since i went to uh the 160th ranked uh school <laughs> can you explain what the fuck is autodidacts self-taught auto. okay. <laughs> Self. all right thank you yeah auto, I, I know what auto means I, I couldn't quite hear what you said yeah, right. <laughs> oh, autodidacts. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. I, I, now I know what you're
1: talking about. Yeah, got it. <laughs> okay, number four. For JC, how did you get in to where you are now? Should I stop writing and sling a boom pole?
2: I'll field this one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, I got here because I. I'm a musician, and I went to Berkeley College of Music, but I always knew that I wanted to be an engineer. I thought I was going to be an engineer in the studios making hit records, and I mm-hmm. <clears throat> thought that was the path that I was going to take, and then 9-11 happened. All the studios closed, including the studio I was working at, and um, I was desperate for work, and somebody that I went to school with, I had heard, started uh, like a post house, and That guy owed me a favor. I called him up and I said, I need a job. And he said, I can't guarantee you a job, but there's a show that just started. We just started recording season one. If you can gain this guy's trust, the showrunner, uh, the guy who created this show, then you have a job. So I went into this studio, didn't get paid for a couple months. And then one day, Chris Gifford, the guy who created Dora the Explorer, said, well, what about her? I love her. Let's work oh. with her. And so I started on season one of Dora the Explorer and stayed with them until the very end. So that was a 15-year run. Wow. And yeah. The
2: silver lining of 9-11. <laughs> I know. I got very, you know, but
1: it, it is about, you know, I went to school with this guy. So it's it was someone I knew. And yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily he was the most likable person, but I got along with him really well and he gave me this opportunity. So um and because of that, he also hired a guy named Aaron Deeker who was also on Deek. Family Guy. He was? So, yeah. He was the guy I replaced.
2: Oh, oh, Aaron Deeker. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Autodidact.
1: <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> AD. AD. So, it's again about it's who you know, how you treat them and um But here's the thing. If you don't have a passion for audio, then don't do it because it's a slog. Also,
0: boom, holding that pole is really hard. and
1: I've never even done it. On the
0: sets that I've been on, those are the first people to get fired.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because if
0: that thing comes into the shot once... That's then true. everyone's just like, what the fuck is wrong with that person? It's an yes. art form,
1: especially with yep. lighting and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, yeah. I
0: would say um, you want JC's job rather than holding that pole. That I would be agree. A, one of the last things I wanted
2: to do on set.
3: Yes. I'm uh, my being job.
2: Followed by a boom, boom shadow. shadow. Yeah, boom I, you know, I just saw a boom shadow on an X Files that I was watching. Every oh, time I see a boom disgusting. shadow, it registers with me. I'm like, yeah, somebody fucked up. <laughs>
1: They're um, not but fired. But they didn't
2: care. They were too lazy to reshoot. Yeah. It.
1: So anyway, yes. You, if, if your passion is writing, you stick with writing. Don't... If your passion is audio, I mean, I would never recommend somebody go my path unless right. you are obsessed with it. So... Right. And that might, may be true for any path, but anyway. Does um, Pierce
2: have anything more to ask of us?
1: Number five. Oh. <laughs> what is your process for finding Johnny Joke material?
2: Uh, well, Goldie called me out this week. It was the, it was the colonoscopy prep. They all just <laughs> washed out into the bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for me, I, I just often click on CNN and oh. I'll, you know, scroll through their stories. And obviously most of the, the world events are a little too, too heavy, but mm-hmm. uh, they do sometimes have those lighter stories and you find little things, uh, you know, on, on Instagram or Stuff like that. And you just find a silly little story. I don't know what you do, Goldie. That's interesting. Our approach to the news. You know, I
0: used to read the paper every day. I would read multiple newspapers. I mean, now I just go to the Drudge Report, which I think is a good aggregator of what's going on. Like, what are people thinking about? And then I go to the New York Post, which is like, what are idiots talking about (laughs) in the New York Times? Which is, what are smart people talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if I still need a premise I do a news search for sex because there's oh, always some uh, you know big closer material there, some study about sex or something that uh, that's and awesome. that's basically it wow um, that's that's cool. It's a little more in depth, yeah, yeah, yes, I mean, most of it is just the the time pressure, yes makes the joke, yep, more than
2: anything that's true. It was yeah. so wet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh well jc if that if that's the end of his questions yes it's the end since since we well thank you pierce uh pierce mitchell for that for that email and we're glad that you enjoy the show and that we kept you safe and alive on those commutes but let's pivot here for a second because we we were talking before we started it it was your birthday yesterday jc Mm -hmm. and Stu, who is away Mm -hmm. put up a very nice uh tribute post to you yeah, with some, really sweet. some some great pictures including the first photo vava voom <laughs> which appeared to be a, a a a picture of you from penthouse so will you explain how the hell that happened and why the hell we haven't been sent signed copies of that magazine
1: <laughs> okay well it was in uh, penthouse forum which is they yeah, well, made this that small is. magazine out of the, the thinking stories, man's
0: right? penthouse. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so like if you were if you're a reader, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't even I'm know. I'm not
0: like one of those pervs. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of letters. <laughs> <and> jerking up.
1: <laughs> right. So um I was playing a show in New York and this guy, I was like getting a, a water at the bar, and this guy started talking to me. That's
0: when they pounce. <laughs>
1: exactly. She wants water. She must <laughs> want
0: to be penthouse.
1: This guy started talking to me, and he, I was sort of like, ugh, you know, I just got that weird feeling. But then I decided, you know what? It's. But then sh-? I
2: found out he worked for Penthouse. No, I didn't know <laughs> yet. And that weird feeling
1: went away. <laughs> no, that wouldn't comfort me. I want to tell <laughs> no, you. No, I know. <laughs> so. I just decided, you know what, this guy seems like a nice guy. So we just talked a little bit. And then later on, he said, hey, you know, I'm the editor of Penthouse Forum. Would you be interested in doing a profile for our magazine? And I was like, "Uh, what? Because, I mean, I only knew. I, first of all, I didn't know it was a separate magazine. And then... Um, we I was like, well let me just check. Ever
0: think about guys you don't know <laughs> <just> splooging? <laughs> put a
2: put a year on this.
1: Uh two thousand I don't know, maybe eight nine okay. eight. eight, 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 eight
2: nine,
1: 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the age? I don't know. No, I mean, no, I'm saying know,
2: 2022.
1: 2022. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, so I we did some research. He ended up being a legitimate, he was the editor and a legitimate
0: a, pornographer.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh it it's and then it happened.
2: Oh, well, it was it was a very cool photo. Thank you. Um and and it was nice of Stu to post that material. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Terrific. Well, Goldie, thankfully you uh you have uh backed up the is this something truck this week. So why don't you hit us with a with a couple of topics and maybe we can talk so about it yeah
0: again, these are ideas that we just as a writer look at and say, could this be something? Whether it's a movie, a show, a series, right. or is it nothing?
3: Ooh. We don't know.
0: But this is sort of like, you know, if you don't have some giant autobiographical thing you're trying to do, or you don't have some intellectual property you can look around you know maybe right. you'll find something so here here are some things that i thought and we don't have to do them all first thing is this prince charles health situation which i'm not trying to be kind of morbid by picking away at this but you have this man who's waited his entire life yes. to be king <laughs> and finally gets it and it appears he's seriously ill
3: yeah, yeah. he
0: has two kids who don't seem to talk to each other. Right. Don't get along. You know, their mother died and he mistreated their mother. Um, Right. And in a time when the value of the Royal family seems at its absolute nadir. Mm. And my thought is that like, we're in a decline of everything, right? Like this is an institution that used to mean something. Here's a guy who his whole life was kind of looked at as a nebbish and not enough to do it and then he gets sick so you know it's hard to say like well that's really funny and it's a
2: comedy (laughs) right but But, there is but but you're right there is the comedy of the expectation the want the desire it's the be careful what you wish for story and that that could be funny i think obviously you take the cancer out of it and make it some other nightmare that he you know he realizes when you become king you know, a certain thing happens that's terrible, that ruins your life, but, but not a terminal disease.
0: I would disagree about the cancer thing because I think that, you know, the threat of it, the stakes are very high. Cancer is something that, you know, unfortunately is in too many people's lives and they're aware of, and it's sort of shorthand for danger, you know, that. Yeah.
1: I, it's also like, a I, I know cat it's thing. not
0: fun to think about, but then you know, could you get into these scenes of well, I'm the prince, I'm surely getting this treatment, and then he's thrown into the same healthcare system as everyone else.
3: Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and right.
0: it's like a doctor going like, it doesn't really matter if you're king or not. This is the treatment, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And the king's losing his hair. The king's losing weight. He's frail, and it's the modern day Daenerys Targaryen.
3: Ooh.
0: you know, mm-hmm. coming to the dinner table. I, I don't know exactly what it is because I, I it's hard to pin down the tone of whether you want to do a sort of like epic about the decline of everything and, and the sadness of it. or you, or you just, is this a nice story about reconnecting? Like it's ultimately, well, within oh, yeah, this empty yeah, Royal yeah. palace, but it's this, the Prince who's living in California, maybe he's become a surfer or whatever. <laughs> You yeah. This well, skateboard. He's he's a 45-year-old trying to be an 18-year-old.
2: Right. And then he gets yeah. called back home to take care of his dad. Oh, well, that's Yeah, nice. I I kind of like that. I I sort of like the the story of the guy who's driven to be king and then when he gets it, this terrible thing happens and maybe he reevaluates what he wants to do as king. Like maybe maybe it's a nice comedy. Well, here, here's the thing. I mean, you you open it on some
0: narration and along these lines is he here's the thing. There's only one way to get to be king. Someone dies. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, this time it's looking like it may be me. Right. So, oh, wow. you know, is this succession where you then in his like looking at these two sons, he's got the one son who's like him, who's been striving and trying to do everything, who's bald not really (laughs) super highly regarded i don't think i don't think prince Mm. williams looked on as a stooge or anything but i don't think there are people who just love him like he's not someone who engenders he doesn't have a tremendous amount of charisma and then you've got Mm. harry who's tried to be this celebrity hollywood (laughs) hasn't really worked out and and he says you know hey this thing's up for grabs
2: right right you know who's
0: with a woman who would who's more in the real housewives vein, who would probably want to be queen. Right. Well, you know, who he, this, he seems no, more yeah. driven by his wife, but it, I, I don't know. Is this a movie to you or.
1: No, I it mean, feels like it could continue after that too. Let's say he does die. And then there's, cause you're introducing the sons that the eldest is to be king and they have this beautiful princess that everyone loves. And then he is just like, okay, well, what about me? You know, well, it's funny
0: for her to say, well, or to just honestly say, like, look, I've
2: never brought this up. But what if it was me?
3: <laughs>
0: uh,
2: right. Well, it is succession. As you as you lay it out, it, yeah. it's it, you know, it's the it's the true succession. It's interesting. I think it's a show more yeah. than a movie. Do
1: you think it's a comedy?
2: Um, I think it would have to be a comedy. There is uh, it's this it's
0: I'm not saying this is funny. Okay. But in the ha sense. But there okay. is something comical in that, like, the queen dies, there's this royal funeral, and then, you know, like, a month and a half later, there's this other funeral, and yeah. everyone's yeah, like, right. have to get worked up again to yep. the same degree.
2: Yes, yes. Yep. No, that, that that could be a show. You know what? You've convinced me. I, I mean, like, would yeah. you
0: have, the, like, the thing is, is would the... I feel so morbid talking about this, because these are real people, but now I'm in the fictional universe, in our okay. fictional universe. From a dramatic perspective, would you say, like, well, this king should die in the show or would you say that
1: eventually know. maybe or end does of he season go one into remission
0: second. and recover improbably after everyone's
2: made this succession plan which is succession mm, kind of mm-hmm. right yeah and. I mean i I think I think it's it's funny to have him live when everyone has prepared for him to die you yeah. know right. and and that might be better for a show but yeah there there's definitely that that is something
0: yeah for sure that's something. a lot yeah that's something yeah so this, I I have a take on this next story. Oh, okay, um, I'd be curious to what you think. So the headline was basically the New York Police Department built this police robot. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was patrolling the subway stations. And after four months, they just decommissioned it. They said it just wasn't working out. It was weirding people out. <laughs> it it wasn't effective. Um, and they. And, you know, so the idea was that this thing was, whereas a traditional employee requires a pension and bathroom breaks, the thing never takes a minute off and it's (laughs) just patrolling the subway. So my take on it is this is, it's RoboCop Ted. It's the robot was doing this one thing, but it displays (laughs) enough humanity that for whatever reason, the person in charge who programmed the AI can't bring themselves to decommission it because as he pulls out the battery pack, it's like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. yeah. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, hey. and it can't make it as a cop, but it it's going to try to, m- like, make it in the big
2: city. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. It's still alive, but just no longer a cop.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of <laughs> disgraced, and it's cop. It has, like, maybe one or two buddies left on the force.
1: <laughs> Nightscope It's called Nightscope.
0: It, Nightscope Oh, the robot's actual name
1: <laughs> Yes, like K-N-I-G-H-T
0: And people hate it Because
1: Yeah yeah,
0: They think it was like trying to
2: narc on them And it, it needs a rebrand
1: It's super creepy Right Yes, a yeah, rebrand yeah,
2: yeah. Like I a mean, you could just put a piece lovable. of like Of, you know, of duct tape over its camera And it would be <laughs> That's the end <laughs> Like it's no longer a cop now I can't that's see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's funny. Like, I, I love the idea of this this thing that was built for one thing couldn't do it, but is still still alive, still yeah. here, still and kicking. Sort of and the feeling... question is, is like, like Ted,
0: do you say, well, you know, it had a girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Are there multiple robots or just one?
0: I think there were multiple ones, but I think in this, in you your would show. say there's just one because, okay. so unless maybe as a complication at the end of a season or in an act two in a movie, you would go, Oh, it turns out there's another there's
3: one in the evil. And it's, it's Oh,
0: right.
2: Know. They have to, they have to that find it out. That being said,
0: I, I have been a part of, when I say been a part of, I was invited to help punch up at least two pilots that I can remember, which were. A science genius creates a a robot that's his roommate, and it didn't really work. I think that for some reason, that failing as a cop makes it better to me because yeah. it's yeah. already known and it has some fame, and people have an opinion about it. And it's a robot you've seen,
1: yeah, right.
0: As a and it like stood. It's funny because in the in the story, there's a picture with the mayor and the mayor's like proudly standing with the robot. Um, Yes, with his
1: heart, like a half a heart.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I was looking at the mayor would be a
2: good character in this show. Yes, yes,
1: yes. The
2: mayor who the mayor who stuck his neck out to get the robot on the force in the first place and is now now just hates the robot. (laughs) Well, is this humiliated by it? (laughs) And And this is a show I
0: think about all the time because I used to watch it when I was a kid and I enjoyed it. And no one ever talks about it, which is Benson. Benson
3: Yeah, I love that governor who was
0: a. Kind of a a goofy dork. Yep. And yes. then Robert Guillaume played Benson, who was his stand up aide, who was the competence, the sort of yes. power behind the throne. But is, yep. this, is there some sort of like
3: oh my god Benson
0: element to this of you know this mayor who <laughs> rose up sort of on the coattails of Trump, like he's pretty crazy. Yes. Yeah. He, he and he seems to just speak his mind, and he also seems to maybe be tied in with some unsavory criminal type financing and elements. Yes. And that the robot, I don't know whether he, he thinks the robot knows all this and he's trying to figure, I mean, this could just be an episode of like, you know, trying to figure out how much corruption the robot is aware of. So he takes the robot out to dinner. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to take the robot to a nice place and treat it like a human.
3: <laughs> you
0: know? and, and he's out with a robot at like a, at like tavern on the green. And I don't know. It's well, just, you
2: know, you know what this fe- feels a little more like. It, it almost feels like a, a, a very interesting episode of Black Mirror. Oh. Like, where it could be funny, it could be all that, but it, it, it has to have some kind of nightmarish quality to it, which it feels like is already built in, you know, just by having this weird sort of lifeless yet somehow alive robot who records everything you do and say, mm. knows everything about you, but it's been disgraced itself. Um, But it can still do some real harm. Yes. Could it be a multicam? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The
0: robots in front of the audience. Someone's working it with a remote control. You have like Bill Burr, someone doing the voice. Who's like, hey, what? I mean, what do you want from me, pal?
1: It's like Elf. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, I like it. it. Whatever. (laughs) A multicam. You know. You know. Like it's friends with a former cop robot. (laughs)
0: Like the city is paying. $500 Five hundred dollars a month. And That's not what a, a roommate costs now. <laughs> Eighteen hundred dollars a month for like, the robot to
2: continue. I, <laughs> I think I, this is this is something. But I think we it's don't, something. but we oh, don't know sure. what it is. We don't know what it is, but it's yeah. something. I think it's a comedy though.
1: Yeah, I like I don't the because the
2: robot also looks so. I mean,
0: the character design is incredible. It's done. The robot looks very stupidly funny to me. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. You sent that picture. It is very funny. It's looking. great. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Let's. We can do one or two more. Yeah. Yeah. So this was an idea. Like people are angry because Netflix is doing an Alexander the Great thing,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: in it, Alexander the Great kisses a man,
3: <gasps> and
0: and he's gay. <laughs> so my thought was, is there a sort of sweeping either? movie, or episodic comedy in the ancient world where everyone is gay and there's just, like, one straight Straight guy who doesn't fit in, who (laughs) doesn't like going to the vomitorium, who doesn't like indulging in all the stuff. And he's disgusted. I mean, obviously, it's it's a statement on our time on the decadence of everyone. Yes. But he's in a world where... You know, we, it was that, it was that great scene in the holdovers where we think everything is new because, and we invented it, but they were doing it all in the past and, yep. That, yep. and that they were just all gay. Yes,
1: <laughs> And the straight one is like the fish out of water.
0: Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I don't want to, I, I think to veer in a commentary on it and, and to just do a one run relationships, not that interesting to go like, he's in effect, the quote, gay one. in his right. Th-. Right. But it's, it's the like imagine to me it's more like imagine a person who didn't want to be there being stuck in studio 54.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd <be yes>. me.
2: <laughs> yeah, no it's it's great and and it it calls to mind um a, a show that I love our friend uh, Gary Janetti's show Vicious. Yeah. Right where it was Ian McKellen and uh Derek Jacobi played like old queen gay uh roommates lovers. And it, it was relentlessly funny. And it just feels like if you can take some of that energy and put it in the ancient world, like yeah. that's, that's already funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would say yeah. the tone is, you know, it's like people getting fitted for their toga. Yeah,
2: you know, like <laughs> not yes. being
0: able to find a toga that looks good
2: on you. Right. Yes. Like the oh my thing God. Is just... arguing about like phalanx formations and where people, <laughs> how people look best, you know, yeah. like, you know.
0: Just yes. not being able to get into the vomitorium, right? Like it being right. so crowded,
1: like a velvet you know, rope kind of thing. Yeah,
0: like- or, or working at the vomitorium, <laughs> right? It was like a privilege. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> you know, and 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 sort of having access to whatever the the royal house is, but not being of it you know yes. uh, going to the coliseum and not being able to find the people you're supposed to be with <laughs> yes <laughs> i love crowd. this
1: i love That's this great yes that
2: is great
1: i want yeah, on you, this show. you said
2: it was entrance lvii but you were all the way at entrance xvii <laughs> you know like come
0: on yeah and then yeah. you know being at the show at the show in the coliseum and you know it's like i know him you know you're watching and Someone's in a gladiator fight, and you're just like, you know, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a guy who was supposed to do something for you who Ghosted called you, it, you know, something. said he wasn't, he couldn't show up for some reason. And then he's in a gladiator fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, like, a, it's almost a a sitcom in ancient.
3: Yeah, time. I love
2: that. And you know, it's piece. funny. I, I, F- Fox now has a show called Crapopolis. Oh um, yeah, where I I watch is that what this is? I I haven't seen it. It's a it is animation. Right? No, because I, I I you know I I like you. I think a comedy set in that era is there's a lot there, but I didn't. I didn't love the Crapopolis pilot. I haven't given the rest of the uh, episodes. That's about a chance. gods
0: yeah. and such, right? Yes. So That's it's more about... It's this is the minutia of daily right. life. Yeah. In yes, this I
1: love, and it's live yes. action. This, this would be is... live action, right? Because its not Crapopolis yeah. animated? I mean, you would
0: have to just to. I guess you would have to say like, "Hey HBO, do you still have those Rome sets somewhere that aren't? <laughs> they you, totally yeah. do. Like, could we save some money by? Did you know on this yes. Alexander the Great show? Did you keep the sets?
2: Yeah yes. and can yes. we just
0: use them and did he yeah. keep the wardrobe
2: can we use it There's a lot to do there there's a lot of comedy oh in God. the ancient world and there's always the thing which which people love which is taking issues of today and putting them in the ancient world and doing a spin on it that yes. way So I th- I think absolutely right. that is something I think that is the most something so far
1: I love it And there would okay. be no phones right so it'd be, that would <laughs> yeah, in itself there would be, be a no thing phones, I mean I
2: pitched a thing <laughs> that was basically
0: And I don't know how close I ever was to selling it. It seemed like Showtime liked it. Then they didn't do it. But the idea was, it's this medieval comedy. It was kind of this, but it was in uh, like a Game of Thrones type world rather Mm -hmm. than an ancient Rome type world. But basically, over the course of the pilot, like the, the sort of end of the first episode was, you think that this has been in the past, but then you learn that this is in Studio City, 1200 years in the future, and that the, something has happened that's so fucked up the world that it is now the future, but it's exactly like medieval times because the world as we know it was destroyed. Oh, I like and, that. And that this guy is basically like, <laughs> I love this. He's fleeing from all these people because of some stuff he did that happened, and he's digging this hole like, to bury himself in. Like, he's just like, I don't I don't want them to kill me, so I'm just going to, like, bury I... myself alive.
3: Oh, my God. And, and
0: die, so I don't... Because I, what they're going to do to me is worse. And as yeah. he's digging this hole, he just digs up an iPhone 7. Uh, yeah. It was just buried. Dude. And it somehow... There's enough of a grid. Like, there were these towers. They didn't know what they did, but there's basically, like, a cell tower this that, because it. it's a satellite, is still functioning. And that this thing... Like he has a cell phone. Yeah, I love that. That's, but he's that's in the a, medieval times. But it's I, I, you know, I like I wrote that. I that mean, so little cool. It's
2: true. a little planet of the apes. It's a little the gods must be crazy. Yeah, and that's, that's very that's very funny. That's a great idea. Oh but God. that's right. when you say no phone. I mean, I it's funny
0: because I That's how you rush introduce you. a phone. <laughs> yeah, there, there is, is a like phone. well, there's one phone, <laughs> yes, and this guy has that. it, and so then he starts like he's able to look stuff up, and people are like he's an oracle. He's because he knows all this stuff. And it's like, how did you know that? And it's because he has
2: Google. <laughs> uh, they that's don't know funny. about it yet. He's the only person with it. That's right? funny. Well, you got to repitch that at some point. Now, yeah. I'm, I am I hate to cut this short. I got an outline notes meeting in 11 oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah. So okay, okay. Um, those are those are all great is the somethings. I think they yeah. were all something, but I yeah, do think for sure. that that last one is I the most something. One. And we could talk about that. We didn't even get a chance to pitch on your curb more, but I do think there's mm-hmm. something there as well. That was fun. And now, another fun part of the show top five. Top five. Oh, yes. We sound gorgeous. Okay. So, this was (laughs) mine this week. And this was top five days of your life. Wow. This was fun to think about. Yeah. Fun to think about. Okay. Number five for me. And I I tried to get the exact dates on most of these, I couldn't quite do it. But, um, Number five for me was, I believe it was November 7th, 2020, Biden beats Trump. I think that was just a fucking great day. I remember I was in Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires. I was eating lunch with Tall, and the news came through and people in the streets were cheering, honking. Wow. If that was, that was cool. just a, a great, I felt so relieved. It was just like, oh, of course now it's as stressful as ever. But back then it felt like the stress was gone. Yeah. Okay. So that was one of them. Number four for me uh, was my birthday in 2004, mm. happened to be the day that uh, I it was I was told that I got the job here at Family Guy. Oh, so wow. that was awesome. So that's been almost 20 years now, and uh, oh my it's a great right. job. I love that. Uh, number three was February 3rd of 2002, the Pats won their first Super Bowl, <laughs> and Any Boston fan will tell you that Super Bowl win created a domino effect where not only did the Pats go on to win five more, but the Red Sox started winning. And I believe that first Super Bowl was the thing that really kicked the Red Sox's ass into high gear and said, we can't be second fiddle in this town. We have to, like, go out and (laughs) get great players and start winning. So they did that. I love that. Awesome. Uh, Number two. March eighth, nineteen ninety nine. It happens to be my dad's birthday, and it was the day that I got the job on Kilborn. Ooh, uh, overlap. Yeah. Aww. So that so that was and uh, that was just a great day. I remember, uh, you know, because I was so desperate and doing nothing, needed it. It happened. That was awesome. awesome. Number one, I don't remember this exact day, but it was in sixth grade. And on the same day, I made the basketball team. I was cast as Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit, which our school play was. (laughs) And we got out on vacation that day. I'll never, the feeling that I had on that day was just unbeatable. So that was number one.
1: Wow. Those are lovely.
2: JC, you're up.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I don't have the dates.
2: Oh, but okay.
1: So my number five was singing one day with Modest Yahoo at Central Park, full stage uh, while Stu was playing bass. Um, Mm. I don't even know the year, but that was an incredible feeling. Just full park, Central Park, and just, it was beautiful. Yeah, awesome. Number four, the day I was hired on SNL. Yeah. Um, even though my experience wasn't great, it was definitely like a pinch me moment and meeting up with Stu. I had, my interview was four and a half hours long. Wow. Well, it was insane. Yeah. Jesus. They put me in the middle amongst all the guys to see how I would interact with them. And they hired me at the end of the interview. Great. Um, number three. The day I found out I got a scholarship to Berklee College of Music, which allowed mm. me to go and pursue a, a different path in life. Awesome. Awesome. Um, number two, my city hall wedding, which was before the wedding party, which was uh, we didn't realize how special it was going to be, but it turned out to be just a, just a beautiful moment. So and what,
2: um, you must know a date on that.
1: Yes, September eleventh, two thousand nine. <gasps> oh, yeah, we chose it. <laughs> we chose it on purpose because okay. we were we had both been in New York. We wanted to associate it with something positive as Happy well. Happy
2: anniversary! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was really nice. So, yeah. all right, my number one yes was the Saturday morning when Stu and I shared an Uber. To SNL when he was playing in the house band and we, we rode into work together, going from going to Berkeley College of Music, riding into SNL together was a, one of the most incredible moments uh, of our lives, careers you know, Aww. together. That's awesome. So, That's
2: great. Thank you. Yeah. Those are great days.
0: I'm just going to suggest because we're doing this as top five, we skip High Note this week because we're also under time constraints because I'm going to have to leave to get to work on time as well.
1: Ooh. Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So here are my top five best days. Uh, similar to you, number five was the day I got the Craig Kilborn job. Ooh. Yeah. It was a year after 9 11, and I had been trying to get a writing job for seven years i've been trying to work in comedy and i knew when i got that call i was a writer now and not a low-level it employee yeah
2: right that's awesome god
0: number four and i don't have a date on this but I know I was nineteen, was when I finally lost my fucking virginity. Yeah.
3: yeah. It had been way
0: oh. too long and it was getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> and if it hadn't been then, I don't know when it was gonna happen. <laughs> so to go. God bless that day. Uh number three was the Red Sox winning the two thousand four World Series. Woo. Can't believe you didn't have that. But it, it I considered it. It sort of made me change from a lifetime pessimist to just a sort of situation-to-situation pessimist.
3: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Title shift. Number two was my wedding day. Yeah, October 3rd, you were there. And it was, you know, looking back now, so many of those people have unfortunately passed away, but it was really getting everyone together in that one space and looking back was amazing. And number one is I'm going to say the birth of my first kid, not the second kid because she came out being strangled by her umbilical cord and it was not a great memory. But my first kid came out and we locked eyes. And I was the first person to see her. And then she went back in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she said, no, thanks. Yep.
0: And then popped out again. But no. it was like, we always have that connection because I was the first person to see her, which is oh. was
2: so cool. That I can is see you so getting cool. emotional. I, I can see you getting you emotional. Know? Yeah, I would have stuffed every day with like every day with levy is just awesome. So, oh, yeah, I, that's I mean, a I neat it. kind it's, of hack to do that. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, oh my god, I feel so liberated because we're not doing high notes. Those today. were all yeah, high notes. So. Those yeah, those were true. all those yeah. were 15 high notes um so uh wait what's say- next week next week's topic
0: is the top five movies or TV shows you've never seen
3: oh Ooh.
2: okay that's good oh wow that okay that's that list is already populated that's love good it. I love that I love, I love that um all right. all right well thank you all for listening thank you two for being awesome thank you and a reminder to men of a certain age to please <laughs> oh God uh, buttholes checked because I'm now the face and <laughs> <in the> ass <laughs> Wait, the music. Tim- oh.
3: tim- oh.
2: tim- See you next week. To
3: stuff, to
0: stuff,
2: to stuff, we barely saw no you right this on. week.
3: That was <laughs> fun. And it stops
0: right now. You've got a friend in me, Daryl.